the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Preferred Towing, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Located right in Lincoln, it's Markets, Christine. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, which is repossessions and private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. They get the job done safely, securely. Preferred towing and recovery. Call them today, 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook and They also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Maybe you have one that's been sitting in your garage for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years. You say you're going to restore it someday. Preferred Towing and Recovery. Call them, 401-725-8500. They'll give you a fair offer. Call for a fair offer today. Preferred Towing and Recovery. 401-725-8500. Again, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery which is repossessions and private property towing services. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show. Remember, you can always visit my website, dePietro.com, if you want to get in touch with me. This is a big day. Uh, it is really a big day. As um, you know, you had the president last night, President Trump, who is in Georgia with the rally. I watched that. And <clears throat> you also had Biden in Georgia. So there's a lot riding on the line here as far as who's going to be in control of the senate and you know at times the president seemed in uh, good spirits and other times listen it's tough this is not the way he wanted it to turn out i don't blame him there are a lot of uh, unanswered questions with the way things were were handled in in georgia and all eyes now on this georgia senate race i just don't remember the last time i i think there's more attention on this than even almost that there was on the New Hampshire primary, even I, I mean, it's just such a focus right now on, um, on exactly that. Now, tomorrow is a huge day. It's March for Trump. They're calling it fight for Trump. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you folks. I think you have to be cautious. Now I know there's many of you out there that are saying, John, the president, he's going to president, vice president Pence tomorrow is going to announce that president Trump, he's going to be the president for the next four years. I'm just saying, there's a there's a lot of um, speculation what's going to happen. A lot of people are telling me some pretty outrageous things. There's going to be military tribunals. Some of you have been emailing me and sending me messages that you fully expect that there will be people uh, executed, arrested, and executed tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm just saying, why don't why don't we wait and see what happens instead of trying to? Um, I have people. I'm not trying to convince anyone. And I I would just advise some of you, you don't have to try to convince me. 
because I, I, I mean, unless I'm missing something, I, I don't think a lot of the people that are messaging me have any real insight or part of this. So I think this is one of those situations. I'm not going to go back and forth. Um, why, why don't we just wait and see what happens? Uh, and I normally don't do that, but I, I feel there are some people that they're so far out on the diving board that um, they need to just watch and see what happens. And, and I'll tell you, folks, I, um, I was planning at one point, I was looking at logistics of maybe being in Washington, D.C. and broadcasting from there and, and the whole thing. But it, it's just it's such an unknown. Um, it doesn't it doesn't sound like, you know, especially if you're involved with the broadcast, it has to be a certain organized flow to it. I don't get that. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen. And so I, I went against it. Not I, I think I think tomorrow at times it, it could prove to be a dangerous atmosphere. But I think some people need to, um, you know, listen, we're all disappointed or most of us are on, on what the results were. But let's let's keep our our feet on the ground. Let's try to be objective about it. Um, I think some people need to really, you know, weigh and question if they they really certain people that think that that something very, very dramatic is going to happen. Why don't, why don't we just wait and see what's going to play out? I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as some people think. And um, and again, it is it's very frustrating. I think one of the biggest wins that could come out of this is if there is a focus on voting and how it's done. And I'm learning some things that were done here in Rhode Island that need to be addressed and were not addressed and need to be addressed by the Rhode Island Republican Party and uh, some things that perhaps were done that shouldn't have been allowed to be done. So um, we're going to bring that up as well. Now, remember, you can always uh, get in touch with me at the website, topetro.com, topetro.com, sponsored by, remember, it's Relax Souls Reflexology, Lisa Wood. Call or text 401-742-6621. Application of a pressure areas on the feet. Reflexology is uh, relaxing and can alleviate stress. You can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. This is the John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, Maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil Diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, 
lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for DePietro Debate. With me is one of my siblings. She is Donna Perry, writes for the Sun Chronicle. And DJ, I'd like to um, start off, and um, that is that, again, we uh, Governor Raimondo is now not going to um, have her press briefing until Friday. But uh, once again... Yeah. Her name is in the mix. This time it is for Commerce Secretary. It seems like it would be a better um, a better fit for her, so to speak. But she is supposedly being looked at that she is uh, being considered in the Biden administration for Commerce Secretary. And what I think is interesting, Axios has it, a number of people now have had it. But what, um, the whole process of trial balloons where, you know, people – may not realize you've worked on both sides. You've worked in media and you've also worked in politics and the element of where her name is being floated to someone as like a trial balloon to see how it plays. Yes. And uh, good morning. Good to be with you. We finally made it to the new year. Um, I think that is what, what they're doing with this JD, but I would say, and I would agree. um, And if you look at the reports, she probably has a very, I would say she would have a very strong chance. Um, for to be nominated for this. And I do think, though, that Biden's team, as we've seen, very conscious of, you know, uh, they want this representation of all the different groups and checking boxes. So I think they're they're very sensitive to that. And they are trial ballooning somehow out there. You know, they're very plugged in. They they leak this to people. So I think, yes, they're they're trying to put it out and see is there any wild opposition, you know, maybe from some corners um, of the progressive wing? I don't know in terms of the job that it is and the reach that it has that it doesn't it. I don't think it rings the same way, let's say, as the Treasury secretary. Um, and it's a very impressive, certainly, post. And it's also kind of a global thing. Um, J.D., because they interact with, um, you know, huge economic organizations. And I think I don't think this was just, you know, loose reporting. I think Biden truly developed a rapport with her. I think people who advise him, uh, I would find it hard to believe, would not see her at a very high level. Um, She's also got some very high pitched uh, inside uh, help maybe with people who are high up in the party and also influential. I thought that report that also noted that the wife of Senator Whitehouse, I did not know that, um, is kind of doing some advising to them. Yes. You know, and Sandra Whitehouse, I guess she's Dr. Sandra Whitehouse. So, um, and let's be honest, okay, Sheldon Whitehouse is, uh, you know, he's up, he's not nobody, and um, he's, I'm sure, talking to them at a very high level too. And probably read. So I think she's got some really high level, you know, backers who would have their ear. Um, I from what you read, I think this could absolutely this could actually happen. There's been very few and I don't recall. I can't think of a commerce secretary um, that was a female. They've had economic advisors who were females. So I think, again, he likes that it's a um, groundbreaking pick. Um, this could be the deal. Um, I think that's probably a very strong chance for just like why I just said, and I think she's got some high level backing. She would seem to be like, as you say, I think health and human services actually can be a hornet's nest for a lot of reasons. I think it's, um, this is a huge job, but I also think she's, you know, I think it would be a feather, not just in her cap, it'd be a compliment to Rhode Island, you know, um, 
So certainly, and I think she's got high level help. Um, so, you know, we'll see how this plays out. She's worked very, I, very hard on the I, pandemic. So, you know. I think we can both agree that at this point, once her name, once again, her name being associated and floated out there, that th- this is not an accident. This is not Correct. the first one. HHS definitely, uh, you know, maybe there's some different problems surrounding that, whether it be they just felt they wanted to have a more diverse, yep. they went with that person from California, or the problems with UHIP, whatever it may be. But something else, Donna Perry, that I want to touch on is what people need to understand is this is not automatic. For instance, stories have already started to come out about uh, Janet Yellen, that you know she was receiving large amounts of money from some of these firms. Yeah. You, you still have to pass Senate confirmation. And from what I understand, the Biden people, because some people saying it was going to be announced last Thursday. And I felt, mm. no, I, I think you want to wait to see what happens in Georgia because Correct. if you control the Senate, there's someone else that maybe you could get passed. If you don't control the Senate, you might have to go with the more conservative pick. That's that's 100% of a great observation, John. And I hadn't even thought about that that way. And you're right. So if you can see, he's now held back seeing how Georgia plays out. Although Georgia may yep. also take a number of days. True. Because here we go with the long counting. Um, but you're right. Like, I think they're going to know that what they will know today is like how this is played out in that vote tally in a general yes. way. So you're right. I think in a general way, I, you know, I would say, um, the, and just as a side thing about where influential sources of power are, her husband is a very well-known executive at McKinsey and company. McKinsey yep. and company has a lot of people very tied in with Biden's inner hierarchy there. So I see, you know, I think all these things don't guarantee the pick at all, but they kind of help the case, you know? Yes. Now that ties in with, and let's talk about Georgia. I mean, I don't remember the ever being such an election that has had so much focus. The networks are all there. All the cables are broadcasting from there. This Senate runoff that they're doing. Biden was there yesterday. The president was there last night. Yes, he was. Uh, boy, there is an <laughs> awful lot of pressure and focus on this Georgia election today. Well, this is almost arguably the bigger race in a way, you know, I mean, um, we've talked about this, that the the U.S. Senate is like arguably can be more powerful than the White House. I mean, not really, but I mean, it, you know, the the type of decisions that they decide and don't decide. Um, So it's huge. I mean, we've never seen where you have a a U.S. Senate, but just a runoff and you have, what, 200 million poured into that. Um, yes. That's not all from, you know, loyal <laughs> Democrats around Georgia. That's the thing. It's a nationalized race. It's a Hollywood, New York money race. Um, Stacey Abrams, you got to give it to her boy. She is an operator and she is strategy and she knows where to get money for this stuff. So it's a huge deal. Um, I, I will note there was reporting in the past 24 hours, um, I think Politico was saying, but privately Biden's team inside was not so optimistic that the two Dems are going to pull it off or maybe just one. And JD, I think a lot of the smart money is thinking, and again, I don't know whether they think Warnock pulls through um, you know, Stacey Abrams, as he's kind of be historic as the first black senator from Georgia, if I'm correct, whether they think he pulls it out. Um, there was late breaking, you know, some scandal stuff around him. Um, although, yes. I don't know. I think in recent days, and Kelly Leffler, if I'm correct, didn't she now kind of walk on the plank and say that I'm with the senators who want to challenge January? She yeah. Did. She said it last night, even at the rally. And I know Wednesday. we'll talk about I will that. Go but up there and yeah, like I thought that was kind of the only thing is so much voting, as we've talked about over this year, John, so much voting has already occurred. Um, yes. But I would say with Republicans, they're still big on get out there today. So I yep. think her, her finally coming to that, you know, maybe she's the one who pulls it out and Purdue does not. Um, I, I mean, that Ossoff is. Gosh, talk about, you know, they're making a lot of a guy with like really limited power. Very thin resume. <laughs> I mean, Holy community cow. organizer. It'd be like, you yeah. know, one of these guys. That, 
walking around Providence who, you know, chases people with petitions. I mean, that's what you're talking yeah. about. Um, it it's is. amazing that someone like that could never held, you know, could walk into the U.S. Senate. But that's where we are. I, I just think. Um, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's impossible for us to, to get a feel on it. And something that I think is that I don't think this plays overall, but the Democrats, I think they don't like the fact that now. Boy, if, if there's anything that's going to come out of this election, people are far more paying attention to how voting is done yes, and what machines are used and all the different ways it can go wrong. And, and I, there has to be a close look at the way elections are done in this country because, you know, as I've talked about public, I don't have faith in the Rhode Island election, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm not, I come back to, I'm not talking about the counting the ballots. It's what you and I have talked about. Yep. It's who is allowed to register to vote. That, that's, that's where right. I believe. Yep. There's no checks and balances. Everyone just accepts it. You can run those ballots 100 times, and I'm confident you're going to come up with the same result. I'm talking about who it is that was allowed to cast that ballot. That's it. You and I have said that, John, and that what was yep. lost or or willfully yes. is more accurate by the yep. mainstream media, right? That the yes. it what I you and I have said that the uh, malfeasance occurred on the front end. Yep. And they quietly through a very busy, chaotic summer. There was, that was why all these things that people, you know, some of this I know gets into the minutiae, yet it's critically to understand about all these smaller, min, minute laws of signature match and all this stuff. Um, it, it is not the old days where you'd walk in a town hall to register and right. you, the person, yep. have to identify yourself in front of that canvassing person. John, you and I know, like when this summer, because of the COVID, I mean, when it took off, I would notice all these ads, you know, let's say in Mass Secretary of State saying they had people walking around with iPads. Now, you could be, we talked yeah. about this, stumbling along a corner and yes. they'd say, hi, are you registered? Yes. <laughs> now, the person could have like a record, have all these weird things against them. And it didn't look terribly uh, like a certified process. Right. So it, Because it wasn't. You know, and they've it been doing that in, in Rhode Island for quite some time. So, but the the Dems being the Dems, I agree with the Republicans, and even when Lindsay said, "If you don't stop this train now, you you will never have a Republican president ever elected again," because that's, that's right. where they're headed with this. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break, folks. Donna Perry, Sun Chronicles, with me right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega M-E-G-A, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 7096 Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer 
or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 96. We're speaking with Donna Perry, columnist, writer for the Sun Chronicle. DJ, um, boy, Wednesday is shaping up. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't remember an event like this where people, some of their expectation of what's going to happen. You had some of the president's somewhat legal people, people who were trying to help him, Linwood and so forth, going to me way off the deep end talking about that Pence is going to be arrested. Then he's going to be uh, <laughs> face a firing squad for treason what? and all this other yeah. completely off the rails. But what do you make? This is interesting on Wednesday that I, I think what Ted Cruz and some others have been trying to do is just say that we do have a problem that, you know, they're trying to get like a 10 day delay in an audit. But so I, I, I am with this with them as far as this. Something needs to be done about the vote and the vote totals and the secrecy. And, you know, and again, I come back to here in Rhode Island, we, we're supposed to just take their word for it that everything worked accordingly. and There's no opposition from the Republican Party. And I'd like to hear your thoughts about what's going to happen on Wednesday. Well, sure. I mean, I, I will say this. I have felt I've sided a little more with the stuff I'm seeing in the Wall Street Journal. Trump, to me, though. Now, first, from his perspective, he is waging a very huge gamble in this. Um, and I do think, whether it's Cruz and the other ones, John, w when you see the dynamic of the... I mean, he's splitting the Republican Party in a very public, profound, history-making way. Um, that part of it, I don't... Not only doesn't matter if I don't like it... Um, I just think it's kind of risky for a lot of other reasons. And when you look at the level of conservatives who are now saying, guys, not a good idea. I mean, Tom Cotton is hardly a guy that has to prove his conservative credentials. He's not on board with this. Um, never mind. We know the moderates of a Mitt Romney. So I think it's like a little more concerning and also what it draws out of the corners as you just mentioned of that other lawyer and talking about all this crazy stuff against pence um so it, let's be honest trump is leading that train he is waging a large gamble uh, i know that he deeply and i'm sure 100 percent feels the fraud went on but as we say he here what i think is what's going on at this point that is very dangerous he can't, he's not capable, this guy, of separating out what could be true, you know, uh, malfeasance went on, but he can't separate and understand that this is also this U.S. moment of history, John. And he, for him to go down as the guy that's standing on the cliff and there's American, you know, democracy transfer of power and he won't let it happen. Like, I, I personally think for him personally, that this strategy is actually a mistake. Um, the Wall Street Journal has kind of weighed in in that way. And, and I think they've also shown, I will say this, Cruz and these other people, they have their own political ambitions. So they're looking, in my view, ahead uh, on a couple of ways. I think when you look at that rally Monday night, Cruz and them know that their side says that the huge base is still 150% with Trump. There's yep. no way you can't see that. Right. Uh, you're going to have people coming out to protest. So I think they, Cruz is a guy who's politically ambitious for a future presidential run. He's pretty young, very smart, strategic guy. So I think part of it is that he's got, so no one in the base in four years from now can say, oh, yeah, but you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't do the vote fight, you know? So I think part of it is that. And I also think that um, 
uh, these kind of guys are looking at, at they're looking at the base and they're also Cruz is very strategic. Here's what I think about this audit idea or a committee, John. They know 100 percent that is not going to happen between now and the swearing in. They know that they're not going to say that to Trump. They know it. Right. They, they this is what they do. For strategy, I think Cruz is going to push it to the wall. Biden's going to get inaugurated. And then if Georgia goes the right way, they then will say, you stopped us with the audit idea on the eve of the transfer of power. Now we demand we're going to have this kind of a audit committee. That That's my sense, too, which is a not a bad strategy, John. You know what right. I mean? They're going to put yes. it on the table. They know they don't win. This is for spring of 21 when things simmer down and they're going to say you stopped us we know they were you know what i mean like i think that's part of why they're making the big show because then they can say you already rejected this once if you're so confident that there was no fraud then why don't we just have an audit so i think that's what they're laying the table for that touch on the wall street journal editorial about mcconnell at odds with Cruz and, and one thing about Mitch McConnell, I mean, the guy runs the Senate, he runs it very, you know, tight knit, runs it like a drum. Uh, he he has been as supportive as he's going to be, but he's this he doesn't want to see the whole thing come apart because of this. Right. And I think with the Wall Street Journal's editorial, I mean, they have kind of reached their final their boiler final point with Trump, in my view, and what they wrote, whatever it was, two days ago, Sunday, uh, Monday, I guess. Um, they just said that, first of all, Trump underestimates what would happen if McConnell was not running the Senate and it's going to get it tougher, whether Georgia, however, comes out or not. Yeah. Um, the pressure on him. Now you're going to have a Democratic president. And I think what they've also said, the reason all this pushing this is dangerous is, um, you know, he's undermining McConnell and Trump is in fact weakening McConnell in these weeks since the election, John. Like he very publicly, let's face it, he undermined him and humiliated him in a very big way with the stimulus checks thing. And, and they worked. And so frankly, he's treasury secretary. I guess he doesn't really care. Mnuchin. I mean, John, they they went back and forth with the scheming Pelosi for months, months, And um, and I think the way Trump undermined that so publicly, but McConnell stood his ground, but he knows how to work the microphone in a way that Trump never will. Like he knows how to hold back a little bit of what he's saying. That's a different art, you know, in politics. And I think what they're saying um, is that and then the override veto of the defense bill. That's I think the fact that McConnell did not push anybody you know, That's to right. let that happen. That meant a lot to Trump because in that bill, of course, was this penalty against the tech companies that Trump wanted to hurt Twitter. That's what that whole bill was fight was about. McConnell didn't let that happen. I, I think the more cynical people in the Wall Street Journal's piece just quickly was about that. Like they're saying they think Trump would, would is going to would let the ship go down. To make his point, John, he is so angry at McConnell for the reasons I just said. Yeah. And he's really underestimating what could happen, by the way, to him and his family. Right. Like if McConnell, if Georgia prevails for the Dems, McConnell doesn't run the Senate. Everyone, you know, should know the Dems run the committees of the U.S. John, they they will go after them in a way he will. I mean, I'm just saying. And so they were saying this is foolish for him to be trying to embarrass McConnell at this high pitched way at this point. That was their point. I actually think they're very right about that. So we'll see. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more Donna Perry, the Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro show. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, 
herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle. And the DJ, you lived in D.C. Washington, D.C. has suddenly become the epicenter of protest. And let's talk about tomorrow. The president has summoned everyone to come to Washington. Right. March for Trump. The plan is you get to the White House, actually, the grounds, 9 o'clock. Uh, the president supposedly is going to speak around 11 and then everyone's going to march over where Mike Pence uh, at one o'clock is presiding over the Senate. That You know, I don't even remember in the past when they had this ceremony of the envelope and the whole thing where they just basically the electoral college. Suddenly <laughs> now this is amazing, the focus that's going to be on it. But I, I, I will go out and say, I think, you know, they're playing with fire. There could be violence. There are people that are expecting that tomorrow that Vice President Mike Pence is going to say, I announce that the winner of the election is, you know, the president. He gets four more years. And and some of the people that are going are a yeah. little, I think, a little, uh, you know, <laughs> unnerved, if you will. Some of the people yeah. that have asked me if I'm going, these were not people that were part of the campaign. They're kind of coming along at the end. They're people that would not mind looking for some trouble tomorrow. Yeah. I think this, uh, you know, and just the fact that Washington now has become the epicenter this um, tomorrow, you, you know, you, you can't, things can get away from you a little bit. When you get some of these people coming in that, that are a little off, um, there's no telling what might happen tomorrow. This that's all very right. And, and I just think that also this idea um, that that you, they're encouraging violence. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You have people, like you say, at this point, John, they feel like they have nothing to lose if you if they're like feeling like they want this is Trump against the machine. That's how he's really set it up. Um, and they're bruising for a fight. Some of these groups. I mean, I noticed that um, D.C. Mayor uh, Muriel Bowser. You know, she's saying she's very worried. Didn't she put the National Guard on? Alert? Oh yeah. They you know, out the, no, they called out the national. They've Guard. called them Over out. Over three hundred of them. Um, then they they had a brief arrest of the head of the Proud Boys, and um, yep. that might have been over some different incident in December. What what I am concerned when you read some of this is some of these groups, John. I think they've been scoping out how this is going to work for several weeks. When you say that they were in D.C., you know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? I don't think this is going to be like, oh, they're just kind of rambling in there tonight getting ready. It sounds like they've got some big stuff ready, and it can only hurt the Republicans, ultimately only because the media will just connect all this and say, oh, they're the party of, you know, wild pro-violence. Of course, Muriel Bowser was also the person who it didn't seem to bother her in summer protests when people were, you know, destroying half of Washington and looting. Exactly. You know, and I totally see that the hypocrisy when they all said, well, they have a a point of view. It's like, well, assaulting people, dragging people out of cars. So, you know, the, the hypocrisy isn't lost on most people. However, we've reached this point and I think, um, you know, the president wouldn't be there, but like this idea that they're going to have some kind of a, you know, huge, uh, I don't know, would it be violence outside the U.S. Capitol? Now you're talking a very different high pitched thing about uh, you're crossing a lot of uh, laws and um, people could be charged with things that are, you know, kind of federal and and not just charged. I think I'm more concerned about, you know, you don't like for this to end up in a certain way like that. 
they're going to just attach it to Trump. And, and then, you know, who knows what kind of stuff they'll try to throw at him. Like he was inciting right. this. I mean, you know, yes. I have said this for a while. He's dancing very close to the line, though, John, where they could. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to charge him, but they could like begin to, you know, they, they're going to face some legal trouble after all this. So I, I don't know. It, again, I get the boiling over point. I, I do see that. I, and again, it's almost like a crime occurred in plain sight, but you can't prove it <laughs> on the votes. I, yes. It's kind of how I look at it. And, and um, you know, there have been many back and forth between these two major parties in, in over the decades, John. I mean, you can go back and say, what was this when they, you know, when the Republicans went after Bill Clinton, there was always the thing, we're going to get one of yours. You know, that was yep. always said. Um, and they saw Trump as the perfect, and I meant impeachment to an, you know, you impeached us, we'll impeach you. But this is on a different level than this. You know, they have these high pitched political fights, but if you're talking about violence, the national guard, I would also caution Trump side just in this way to see 10 uh, secretaries of defense, including people like Dick Cheney to yep. have to come out with a, a very high-profile editorial. That, to me, should be worrisome. Trump is, Trump is discussing things, in my view, maybe, with some loyalists at the Department of Defense, Pentagon, and he, the, he's probably discussing things he should definitely not be discussing because yeah. everything is on the record with these guys. Right. So. You know, there is a feeling, I know, that how come, you know, this summer, exactly what you said, which was we all watched the quote peaceful protest was right. even a joke yeah, yeah. and through intimidation and destruction. And let's face it, it was an angry mob of violence. The feeling was that they got their way yeah. and they intimidated a lot of people. They were allowed to get away with it. So what you're seeing is uh, the other side now. And I know some Trump loyalists are saying that should be able to go both ways. Then this time we're going to be the quote peaceful protest right. and we're going to get our way through threats of a, uh, of violence and, and destruction. And, and I, I just think it's when you open that up, you can't control where it goes. As soon as violence starts, you, you can't control that someone hits someone, someone hits the back, someone pulls a knife, yeah. someone pulls a gun and things can escalate. But let's talk about what happened on Saturday. Now I, I will, first of all, we find out that they've called 18 times those, the uh, Atlanta, <laughs> uh, which just seemed remarkable. I, I am surprised that you can kind of see the strategy, which was if they would say, you know, they're going to recalculate and just the line of fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Here. You know, I mean, it it kind of reminded me of Larry, the mayor of Jaws, like, fellas, let's be reasonable. You know, yes. We're not going to do an autopsy here on the deck right. and watch the kinder boy come tumbling up. So, uh. um, you know, but it, it the, the plan was if they announced that. The rally last night would have exploded like, wow, he did win Georgia and they thought it would have catapulted and then all the momentum would have been for the Senate race today. But what is surprising to me is if you want to have that type of conversation, I, I just don't understand why they didn't have an aide there with his cell phone saying the president wants to talk to you and then putting putting them on with the president because there's. You know, we don't have to, but there's just nothing good about that phone call. No, and, and zero, John, like, that's the thing. I mean, I was dumbfounded at how, like, first of all, how unguarded from his, yes. from Trump's side that he would do this. Yeah. First of all, when you're a president and well, they've said he loosely uses his cell phone in ways he shouldn't, um, but he might've, I don't think he was on the official phone and he would have understood I mean, this Georgia secretary of state and the other guy, like, by the way, they're Republicans and um, they don't appreciate that's an understatement of, of how he has kind of gone after them with this. But that's a huge mistake. And it, it is clear to me, it says, like you just said, Trump is now operating completely on his own, which yeah. I think is dangerous with a capital D. In these final days. And um, I mean, to have that level of a call and the fact that he like, what does that mean? Like you say, normally a president on his own, like calls are scheduled. So the staff would yes. say the president of the United States will call you at one o'clock at blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, the fact that 
he like John. He's not nobody. He's like calling no. me, like call him up. Me like calling yeah. someone. I called yeah. him twelve Get times. Get him on the phone. Like, what? It's like kind of Holy remarkable cow. in that way. And then they tape it, and then they readily give it to the Washington Post. I mean, oh yeah, these guys have learned their lesson with him. Yeah. Um, but I now Governor Baker yeah. of Massachusetts. He was very critical of what happened. And also uh, what's what's supposedly going to take place uh, oh, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, he so Baker's uh, press briefing Monday, you know, about COVID, he made it very clear, no mystery where he stands, which there hasn't been anyway. I mean, he was very open that he didn't vote for Trump or support him in that way. But he he bothered on Monday in the middle of a lot of data about the COVID to, you know, he wanted he had a moment and he talked to the press. He said, look, I think this whole vote chase and uh, what the Republicans are doing. It's an affront to democracy. Um, he really denounced the whole thing. He he just said this is um, way out of line and, and, you know, Republicans don't belong doing this. I mean, he really, you know, he wanted that, I think, on the record because there are, you know, there's people breathing down his neck for where he goes in the future and, you know, Massachusetts Democrats and all that stuff. So, um, but he went out of his way to make it known. He wanted to speak out, not just, you know, so, sometimes he sidesteps stuff. But at this level, um, I think he felt he really mu- very much wanted to weigh in. So I don't think it's a surprise, but he was pretty vocal about it. Um, yeah. You know, I like you say, it, it's concerning to me in a whole bunch of levels. I mean, it, I know it Trump showboats, but the the way he... What he projected Monday night, John, it sounded like someone who, in, at least in his mind, is not going away. <laughs> no. I mean, and feels he has nothing to lose. I, I, and yeah. that, that can be, you know, a dangerous situation. And, um, and I, it's an unknown. It's an unknown. But I just know when you start getting people coming in from all over the country and people do believe this stuff, like that Lynn Wood, he claims Epstein's alive and Pence should be arrested, Flynn should be named vice president. Oh and then Pence should be let out and executed by firing what? squad. And then they want that secretary yeah. of state executed by firing squad. These guys have gone to a different level. You saw the guy on uh, Christmas Day in Tennessee that somehow thought yeah. 5G was invading his brain. So his solution was to load up the RV and then set off a bomb. So uh, not everybody thinks, and never mind with the pandemic, uh, that I can attest that people have really gone off the rails and and yeah. let's end on the note of um your end of year column we can be redeemed in 2021 <laughs> that was uh, again published in the Sun Chronicle. Yes, and and thank you for bringing that up. I mean, uh, you know, with every then I feel like Pollyanna to <laughs> to kind of um, lay that out like that. But look, it, it's, it was such a difficult year, and I certainly wrote about a lot of the fights. And I I'm not Pollyanna, and I I kind of recounted a lot of what the way the year went. Um, this, if you go to the core of this, what I was trying to say, um, this virus not only harmed everyone in this physical disease way, but it, it's, it's really changed us. And I, you really tried to lay that out. And I just, I think people are are more politically polarized than they might've been because of really the virus, the staying home plays into a lot of this stuff, as you say, J.D., Um, And I talked a lot about that in my piece. And I just wanted to say, like, you know, um, but we don't like there is really, really bad, sharp division. But I would just say to anybody, don't destroy your life uh, and ruin your your spouse and your children's life because you think you're going to stand on a street in Washington and get caught up in what? Some kind of a murder. That's that's ridiculous. That's not understanding. Politics is tough business, one side to the other side. But, you know, I I know, and again, social media just plays like the colossal role. And I really believe that, I think. Um, But I tried to talk about that, that, look, it it has changed us. It's changed what work is. Let's face it. It's changed your sense of that. You have to physically go somewhere to be working. That's changing. I, I do believe, though, that we need desperately to have leaders who who don't want everything so remote i think it only is going to make people more divided obviously um and that you yes. need to get people and young people especially 
they need to have their career. They need to be interacting in a place that's yes. dynamic. I'm sorry, you, you don't want to st- stick young, vital people, 20 some years old in front of a computer in a room. It's not, it's just not. And I, it won't make people grow and be the way we want it to be. So, um, you know, I do think we're going to come out of this mess. It's, it's obviously going to be a tough few months. So, um, thanks for noting that. And, um, but I really mean that, like, I think people need to take a deep breath and it, it is not worth it to get caught up in some of this stuff. And I think Trump, always a cynical move. He's fundraising off a lot of this stuff too. I'm not saying that's the whole motivation, but people better believe that. He, he has yeah. raised hundreds of millions of dollars with the boat fight. So. And one other last note, Donna Perry, before we let you go. And again, I want to have people, well, before we do, how can people read your great work? Thank you. So it's always on my Facebook page, Donna Perry. And I tweet out at Donna Perry, M-A-1. And it's thesunchronicle.com. And you can find my stuff there. You know, one thing about all the doctors uh, that, you know, have been so we've gotten to learn from whether it's Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks or certainly the uh, professors, the yeah. uh, doctors at Brown, but I, I don't think they touch on enough of the psychological damage that these lockdowns have caused. For instance, Dr. Burks, who went to see her parents and then caught a lot of flack for it, she said her parents stopped eating because they were so oh, wow. down and depressed over the whole thing. And I think that is the untold story of the medical profession. All they talk about is how contagious the virus is, which it is, but they they didn't really bring on just how damaging these lockdowns have been on the mental psyche of people. Just as you said, whether it be kids not in school, people not in the workplace, people uh, still carrying anger or resentment that their parents died and they weren't able to be by their yep. side. There's a lot of psychological effects that have happened because of these lockdowns. Absolutely. And I, I, I think there was so much on wear the mask and you got to stay home and it's contagious and the nurses dancing on TikTok and really not looking at the overall mental toll that this thing really was. No, absolutely. And I'm, I'm probably in the new year um, working on a feature, uh, especially focusing on young people and the damage that this has done. And I, I think if anything to come out of it, this country is going to need a rearrange for a future and you know they say viruses can come you you can never just take this whole approach again because um i mean come on we you know we we have tech and and we also have things that the people talked about in other countries but they didn't even try but they would do this massive like spraying and you can zap the virus out of a space and I don't know. I, I don't yes. know that they like and I would agree um, exactly what you're saying, that the toll is deep. And and the, when they laid down the law in these absolute ways and when it was driven by the oh. CDC, when you say yeah. you could, you know, a person can't see a dying parent. And then we saw the hypocrisy, but a bunch of people can run around with signs and jump around and for 5000 hours, right. which is what they did. So. The hypocrisy was gross. And then when Rand Paul went after uh, Fauci, he, he was my hero when he said, I just think, Dr. Fauci, you alone as a scientist should not decide everything for the U.S. education system. And, and that was a very critical, important moment back in August, because look like the children will be a long time recovering from this. Folks, she's Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle. DJ, great job. 